What's going on, guys? And welcome to Convos with God, where I talk with spiritual leaders about how to connect with God on the most intimate level to break strongholds over your life and live out your best life. Faith is something we can't see, we can't hear, and we can't feel. But without it, it seems as if though we have nothing. I'm on a journey to have conversations with the most spiritually sound people in the world to understand how to become your highest self. On this episode, I sit down with Michael Griffin. I was interested in bringing Mike on the show for a few reasons. I was first introduced to him a little over a year ago when he was leading a youth group with his fiance, now wife, at Christ Fellowship. His poise and character is something that really stood out to me, and he always spoke with so much intention and weight behind his words. Michael is now involved in the expansion of a new church in Deerfield Beach that goes by the name of Anchor, where the mission is to bring hope to the hopeless. I wanted to sit down with Michael because there was a few things that really stood out to me about his walk, and I believe he can really speak some life into. I appreciate him taking the time, and I'm super excited to share this with you guys. So without further ado, it's time to welcome our guest, Michael Griffin, for episode 8 of Convos with God. Right now, you're 30 years old. That's right. Newly married. Yep. Have an amazing job. Yep. And you're taking a lead role in building out the mission of Anchor Church. Yes. Which anchors really like making an unbelievable impact and the, the reach so, so quickly after being planted. So it's really cool to see. Yeah, it's been really cool. We, uh, we haven't been open, but uh, about six months now, we are in Delray Beach, Florida, and we've already done um, a couple mission-type trips and uh, been partnering with the country of Colombia, doing a few things there. Uh, our young adult is doing great. Soon, uh, our kids is going strong. So it's just been fun to be a part of something from the ground. Yeah. You know, the very beginning of it and to see the, the culture created and to see the environment that we get to create for people to experience God and get to experience His love in, in uh, so multiple ways. Yeah. And I'm sure you get to you get to form a deeper relationship with your spirituality, with, with the Lord, by doing this, right? By studying oh, absolutely. this. Absolutely, yeah. It's been very stretching. I mean, there's so much that goes into it that you don't always see. It's not just what happens on Sunday, even as far as the setup goes and everything as we're in Atlantic High School right now, but just all the ins and outs. And, and it's, it's fun to see who you get to work with and, and how you create this, this identity and this brand so that people know that when they think of Anchor Church, they think of the people that love you unconditionally, the people that are there for you, and the people that want to bring hope to the hopeless, because so many of us um, that were part of starting Anchor can identify with that so well, of being in a hopeless place, Mm -hmm. and being in a place where, um, I know sometimes we think like hopeless, like homelessness and things like that, where that is hopeless. But there's also those people that are doing very well in life, very successful people that are that just feel hopeless. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have so many different things, but they don't realize that the joy they're searching for isn't in those entities. It's in Christ. So we that's why it's so broad. It's such a mission statement to bring hope to the hopeless as a, as for people as a whole, and not just a specific demographic or whatnot. Yeah, it's good, man. I can absolutely identify with that. Yeah. Sure. And uh, I can tell the leadership team identifies that as well. And they yeah. carry that on their heart. And they, that's their mission. And it's clear. And it's, it's awesome and powerful. That's great. So I can say, like, now, looking, looking at your life now, you're living a truly, like, blessed life. 
Thank right? you. Yeah. You've really like built this foundation in which you can stand tall and you know you can build your life upon. But I don't want to talk about that. Good. <laughs> like, that's just the grace of God. That'd yeah. be an easy but nothing to do with me. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the after effect. Sure. Right? So I really want to dive into like your early twenties and I wanna talk about like the coming of age. It's like sanctification process of yours. Okay. And some pivotal moments, maybe your realizations that came along the way with that. Sure. The time that I remember the most vividly that I was born again was um, I was praying to God, just asking, is there something more? Mm-hmm. And to this life that I'm trying to so aggressively attack to accomplish these goals and these dreams that I had in my heart. And uh, he's, I just asked God, like, if there's more, if there's something different, if, if you have more for me, if, if there is such thing as peace and joy, I want it. And if you give it to me, I will chase after you and the peace and joy that you have for me, my life. And, and I felt joy for the first time after that prayer. And, and leading up to this, th- this time was a time where I was the most depressed I'd ever been. Um, things were going all right work-wise, so I had a little extra money, so I thought, you know, that would make me happy, and it didn't. Uh, I just had a terrible breakup with a girl. Uh, made me de- So all these things um, just kept beating me and beating me down, and, and then so I'd do other things that the world would tell me would make me happy, and, and just nothing was working. Um, so I started just kind of seeking and searching, and someone gave me this book one time called Wild at Heart. So I, I read through that, and I, I flipped on Brand Hansen a few times on 88.1, and I heard a few things, sermonettes from him, and then uh, I heard a few pastors from Christ Fellowship preach, and then they were talking about this young adults that was starting there uh, by Pastor Sean Blakeney, and I remember going there for the first time and just seeing Pastor Sean speak and I was like, wow, like this guy is someone I'd want to be like. Mm-hmm. Like he's talking about how much he loves his wife, how long they've been married, how, what his family dynamics like. And he just seemed like a, a relatable dude who um, also walked with Christ where in my life, I didn't have many Christian men to want to model my life after. I hate to, like impressed by any of the ones I knew, but I didn't know many. So <laughs> there's that. So all this, so I finally get to this point where I'm, I'm strung out. And I'm like, God, like what's going on? Like if there's more, I want it. And uh, in that moment, after that prayer, I felt his, I felt joy and peace. And I was like, wow, I never knew that this was possible, that a relationship with you came with this, um, that you did this for, for your kids and for people who love you. I, was just, I just always saw it, uh, a relationship with Jesus and a relationship and being active in the church, meaning there are certain things I can't do and certain things I should do. Yeah, yep. And I never realized that there was opportunity in that obedience that there was behavior modification and how just work on your fruit don't worry about the root keep that to yourself suck it up just be better and i could not get better for the life of me was there like a learning period that took place of like yeah almost a modification or like learning oh yeah sanctification right was there a period of time that you you were like up and down, struggling in and out. I'm still in that period of time Straight up, where there's yeah. still a, a lot in my life that I would like to see differently. I would like to see my reactions different in situations and I'd like to see my routine more uh, disciplined in many areas and, and more time spent in different disciplines. But um, 
you just do the best you can. And yeah, man, uh, during that sanctification process, there's definitely ups and downs. There's definitely ups and downs. And that's why it's so important to have a community of people around you and, and people that love you and see the potential in you so that when you're not living out to your full potential, they can call that out in you and be like, man, this, this isn't going to get, get you to where you want to go. And this isn't who you are, Yeah. you know? And yeah, so part of that sanctification process for me was just re-identifying or redefining many things, redefining yeah. what success was, redefining what a successful marriage would be redefining what relationship with Christ looks like, what it should look like, and why. So it was redefined in a sense. Wiping the slate clean and trying to figure out the root of why I did what I, the things that I would do and uh, how to change them and and how to figure out what would trigger me to do things that weren't Christ-like or or weren't aligned with the goals I had for my life. Yeah, that's good, man. Um, One of the things I really, that you've, ingrained in me a little bit when I first met you before um, was like the importance of like open and authentic uh, godly relationships right Mm -hmm. when I first went to young adults and you were like bond was incredible on fire and I was like whoa that's sick right so you're talking about the bible app you share you're talking about the like the way what they look like yeah I I think that's such I found that that in, in and of itself is such a powerful like piece of the puzzle oh yeah right there's nothing like it uh, I used to think I could do it myself and by myself and, and I tried and um, one I couldn't and two it's lonely you know yeah. and, and you just don't know it's so nice being able to bounce something off somebody where I remember the first time I got transparent with Gio shout out Gio <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and he said me too like he was struggling yeah, with it too that. And I just couldn't believe it. I'm like, here's this Christian man who's also struggling with something that I was struggling with. And now we can relate to it. Now we can openly talk about it. And then once you bring it to light, a lot of that power is lost over you. Uh, A lot of shame and guilt comes from not sharing it there, Mm -hmm. you know, and and you you can heal it and you can figure it out. So the next time they see you, they can ask you about it or they can make sure that you're on the right path to not yeah. repeat things that you're trying not to repeat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I still talk to you. Um, those relationships are so important. Um, some of my other best friends, we meet weekly still and we have for years. And it's very tough to find those relationships where you can tell everything. Mm-hmm. But it's worth it to seek it out and to find it and to pray for it. Um, you know, I mean, to seek it out, it's challenging at, at points in your life to find yeah. relationships. Yeah, it's That's challenging right. and... Maybe, maybe there's a reason why it's challenging because it's so rewarding. Absolutely, yep. That makes sense. And it's tough because I've opened up to other people before thinking I was doing the right thing by being transparent, mm-hmm. but I moved too quickly mm-hmm. and they hurt me. Mm-hmm. They told people or, or something happened and, or they'd use it against me or they saw me differently. So you just got to find your people. Yeah. You know, your people are out there, the people that walk through the same things as you and, and people who understand and uh, and you still have to take that step even when after you've been hurt. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that, that just comes to the spectrum of like guarding your heart. Yep. And then being open. Yep. You know, and transparent. Guarding your heart. Take it slow. You don't have to tell them 
everything that happened to you in your entire life the first time you meet with your Bible study or with whoever you're, whatever you call it, your gathering. And uh, take it slow and, and, and let God do his thing. Mm-hmm. God has community for you. Yeah. God has the people to help mold you where he wants you to go. Um, he, he didn't just put you down here and be like, good luck. Mm-hmm. You know, like he, he has a plan to get yeah, you to, to where um, he wants you to go. So a lot of these, a lot of these things that, um, you know, us as people struggle with on a day-to-day, day-to-day basis is, you know, not simply from us. It's like, strongholds that are passed down absolutely sometimes we try to carry that weight ourselves and community definitely helps with like breaking those strongholds sure but i know getting to know you you have talked about some strong like generational strongholds that you were able to break yeah and um that that was on my heart so maybe we can open up and talk about that yeah um the first time i heard about generational strong in exodus 20 it, it talks about how, and it might be a little out of context for this, but Exodus 20 says, um, you know, the sins of uh, man will be passed down to three or four generations, but the blessings will be passed down to thousands of mm-hmm. generations. So it, may, it showed me that these generational curses that we have, and like we talked about, like how I was able to identify mine was uh, to make a family tree. You kind of look at who your parents were, who your grandparents were, and if anyone knows them, who your great-grandparents were. And you kind of just describe each person with a few adjectives, nice, mean, you know, whatever, um, and then write down kind of how they were in marriage. They were divorced, they were this, he was an alcoholic, he was promiscuous, uh, did drugs, like whatever it may be. And as you start filling this out and you fill in more of the blanks, you start realizing, wow, a lot of that up there, which I was so scared to even ask about, so much of that is in me. Mm-hmm. And that was powerful, one, because I was able to see it's not me. It's not me who has an issue with this. It was given to me. It was an issue that Um, I might be more prone to. Mm -hmm. It might be an issue that I fed into. You know, it might have been a seed, but man, I I watered and fertilized some of those things pretty good. You know, and so, and these strongholds are so tough to break, but with the promise in the Bible, or whatever you want to call it, can stop with you, Mm. man, that makes everything worth it. Like knowing that my kid, my son or daughter, won't have to struggle the same way I did with certain sins and certain um, temptations makes it worth it. It makes it worth it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's tough to talk about that family tree with your, with whoever you choose to talk about it with, because you you don't want to paint, but the truth is the truth. And, you know, if divorce is in your family, Divorces in your family. There's not. It is what it is. But now you know. Like, hey, I really need to guard my marriage. Yeah. I, I really need to guard. Like, whatever happened. For all these things to happen in my family's life, I want to make sure that I have the proper. The proper things in place to make sure that I don't repeat this, and I can pass some blessing on, to my family that, um, might be a little more fruitful. Yeah, man. It seems like that. That needs to. Mm-hmm. As you're speaking and you're, you're talking about this, this process of yours, it, 
I'm just coming back to like stand yourself and understand, you know, what you're putting out there and what you're bringing in. It's it's powerful, man. And you could, that's that seems to be the sanctification process, right? Yeah, a, a lot just of flushing it, out, you know. Yeah, flushing out the things that aren't you. Yeah. That aren't your purpose. Yeah. You know. Um, I was talking with someone the other day, and they were like, uh, I'm, I'm spiritual, but not religious. You know, that whole thing, yeah. right? And I was like, we're all just trying to find the truth. Yeah. We're all just trying to find right. the truth at the end of the day. That's it. That's it. And that was it. So I was just trying to find, I was just being intentional. Like, the more you know about yourself, the more you can understand your purpose. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time I found out I was an introvert. I was shocked. Mm. You know? And it was like, that's why I'm drained every time I come home from A, B, and C. You know? Mm-hmm. So then you can start piecing things together and you start understanding yourself more and you start understanding, well, I do get upset when this happens or when my wife does this because I saw this in my parents, so I want to make sure this doesn't happen. So it's like this whole battle. Yeah, for sure, man. And through this process, um, I want to talk about this, the difference between like being still and patient maybe. We'll throw obedient in there too. Sure. And then on the other side, like almost taking action, and and uh, I guess I guess taking action. So kind of like being still and having God do His work. And I think there's a season for both. Right? Absolutely, there's absolutely. For both, but yeah, I elaborate on that. Sure. Yeah. So I, I I think there's a season for each for deeper involvement. I think some some seasons are of a lot of stillness mm-hmm. a lot of listening a lot of uprooting of things in your heart um, whether it's deceit lust uh, anger whatever it may be sometimes you just have to be still and really analyze like am I posting this selfie because I want to post this selfie or because I have an affirmation issue you know like I think there's a lot of time to be still and really just understand yourself and then that stillness that you need with God like every day of whether it's a devotional or reading the Bible or just worship, there's that stillness and there's those seasons where it's extended and there's a lot of stillness. And then there's those seasons where it's a lot of moving. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of action. Um, There's a lot of moving parts and you don't always have the, um, the reward of the stillness. Like the stillness is the best part. Like that's the goal, you know, for me, like I love that stillness. Yes. I love rest. I love, doing mindless things and then spending time with Christ or just reading his word without knowing I have a meeting in 15 minutes, mm-hmm. you know? And then there's the dichotomy of, those, of regular life when it's usually a good balance of the both, of being still and being active. And I think it's, it's being intentional, like we kept saying about being intentional, like these 15 minutes are my still minutes. Yeah. This is when I will pour into my heart, I will pour into myself, I'll remind myself what God says about me. I'll remind myself my commitment to God and that will propel you for the action to take action the rest of the day. And when the arrows come and and, and things happen that are trying to attack you or or throw you off course, at least you had that little bit of communion with God where you're like, I I can handle this. Mm -hmm. And uh, if the action gets too much and, and there's not enough stillness, you feel that, you feel that drainage. And you start, and you start realizing this isn't a good place to be anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love how you're saying, like, and you love the the, the rest, yeah. like in the Bible, and you hate when you have like 
I have, a, I have a meeting in 15 minutes, but I'm still going to try to get yes. it in. It's not the same. Right. right, no. So there is like the world we have to deal with. There are jobs, there are money we have to make, there are bills we have to pay. Like There are these things around or this, this relationship with Christ that we have to engage in. Right. And it gets tough sometimes. So on that, I want to talk a little bit about like putting God at the center of your work. Yeah. And I remember you, you, you spoke about this a decent amount of group. And I remember when you, you said something that really spoke to me. And you're like, whenever, whenever I close a big deal or whenever I was like flourishing in my work and I'd start to be like, Oh, like I'm good. I got this. Yeah. Like, God would all, like automatically like, no, 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 it's me. It's me. Right? Every time. Yeah. Every time. I love it, man. So you just elaborate on that. And what, what, what does that look like? And maybe importance of it. Yeah. So for me, it, it was tough because I always wanted to be, um, so I'm currently, uh, a partner in my dad's construction company and he's had it since 1987 and since I was like five or six years old I wanted to take over the company and I wanted to be as I grew older I understood what business was and I want to be a businessman a successful businessman and as I grew and uh, studied international business got my general contractors license all this and I started gaining confidence and as soon as I landed my first big deal like I thought I was the man I was like, I did it. All my goals came true. I did it. And I'm going to take off. I'm going to have this, you know, large construction company. I'm going to... It's already done. Oh, it's yeah. done. <laughs> one deal. One deal, right? One deal and I have a legacy. <laughs> Ridiculous. And uh, work dried up for me for months. Uh, personally, uh, it just wasn't going well. I didn't feel comfortable. I didn't feel confident anymore. And... And one of those still moments talking to God, he's like, you started taking credit for it. Mm-hmm. He's like, I can't bless that. Yeah. He said, I can only bless it when you give it to me. And when you do it for my glory and for my good and for my purposes. Uh, so I just repented of that and just knowing that God is at the center of it. And like all my blessing is from, so I'm getting these big jobs, let's say, or, or, or if it's going well, there's a reason. And it's not because I'm great. It's because he's great because uh, I'm not that good at it, to be honest. I'm very surprised sometimes with how little I know. And God still blesses me with the correct relationships and the right jobs and um, so that I can live out my purpose and be who he called me to be, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Being who he called you to be. Yeah. What's that look like? Well, what's, what's, your, what's your thoughts? Well. Sometimes I don't know what it looks like, but I know what it doesn't look like. That's good. And it doesn't look like being caught up in an insulation company for the next six years of my life. Uh-huh. It, it doesn't look like stressing out and trying to be the man, quote unquote, with how much I gross this year, what my profit margins look like. Um, I know it's spending time with him, um, helping other young adults understand what success looks like, and that's a relationship with Christ. That's a successful marriage. That's having a loving relationship with your parents and with your children and passing that on. And so that's who I'm called to be. And I feel like when I put him at the center of everything else, he he works that out. Mm -hmm. He works that out. He he allows me platforms to speak into kids to let them know that I I was where you're at. I did what you did and it didn't work out for me and here's why. yeah. Jesus can help you walk through all that and, and love you and 
That's good, man. You know, I think at the beginning, I'll, I'll speak on behalf of myself. In the beginning of our, quote-unquote, like I said before, adult Christian life, yeah. um, we have all these dreams and ambitions and visions, and like, it's already done. It's, it's already been done, right? Yeah. Um, but it's so, like, important to just get small and just have, Absolutely. have God, like, enter your relationship, your family life, your, your job, and just start building small. Yeah. Right? And not focus on the big, grandiose right. you know, vision and just slowly start to work in that, in that way. Right. That's powerful. And being so ambitious and stuff, it's hard. It's hard to do that sometimes. Yeah. It's hard to start small, but I mean, Jesus models it so well. Mm-hmm. So wh- I'm always so convicted. Like, if, if he would wash the feet, why wouldn't I? Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, I want to be a How CEO. And he's like, Jesus is like, you want to be a CEO? I'm over here washing feet. I'm like, no, that's not right. You better start serving. You better start yeah. serving your employees. You better start making sure their retirement set. And just that relationship with Christ and trying to model his life puts everything else in perspective and puts the priorities in the right place and mm. blesses you, but blesses so many more people around you when you're being who you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good, man. So good. So I appreciate you t- taking the time to be on, man. Your, your relationship, your family life, your, your job, and just start building small. Yeah. Right? And not focus on the big, grandiose Right. You know, vision and just slowly start to work in that in that way. Right. It's powerful. And being so ambitious and stuff, it's hard it's hard to do that sometimes. Yeah. It's hard to start small, but I mean Jesus models it so well. Mm-hmm. So wh- I'm always so convicted, like if, if he would wash the feet, why wouldn't I? Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, Oh, I wanna be a How CEO and he's like Jesus is like, You wanna be a CEO, I'm over here washing feet. I'm like, <laughs> No, that's not right. You better start serving. You better start yeah. serving your employees. You better start making sure their retirement set. And just that relationship with Christ and trying to model his life puts everything else in perspective and puts the priorities in the right place and mm-hmm. blesses you, but blesses so many more people around you when you're being who you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good, man. So good. I want to thank Mike for coming on the show and being a role model for so many people in family, business, and ministry life. I've been having such a blast cultivating this podcast and sharing it with you guys. If this is something you enjoy, I would be honored if you could share it on your socials or with a friend that would enjoy. Or even leave a review. It really goes a long way in spreading the message. Thanks again for listening to Convos with God. Remember to stay calm, have faith, listen to God's word, and the rest will fall into place.